Hey, everybody. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Topher, your host, and my regular co-host is Naisha, and she's here. Hey, I'm Naisha. And I stepped on her introduction, and I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, Before we get going, I want to say thanks to Nexus for our hosting and for sponsoring us. Um, They're good friends. They're good hosts. They have some really cool WooCommerce automated testing. I don't know anybody else that does that. Automated testing is awesome and will save you time and money. Um, They have a cool sales performance monitor and a plugin performance monitor to keep your store running super fast. All right. Our guest today is Nancy Lyons. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Um, The first time I ever heard of you was... Uh, my wife and I bought a remote ticket to PrestigeConf, mm. and we put it on TV, and so we watched your talk on TV, and as it was going, Kate was like, is it too late to get there? How many hours is it to Minneapolis? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we decided we probably couldn't get there before you were done. But then we came back the next year just to meet you, and you weren't there. That's rude. It's, oh, <laughs> I've been mad at you ever since. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad um, that you liked the talk. But I feel like we've talked off and on over the years and on Twitter. I feel like yeah. when I realized who this podcast was with, I was like, oh, I, I know that guy. He and his wife are like a power couple, a WordPress power couple. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, we try. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was funny because usually I get I get requests all the time, all the time from um, office assistants. Hey, my boss is somebody who is so awesome. You really want to have him on your podcast? I'm just so tired of him. I just delete him almost out of hand. And I looked I'm at this one. I was like, Nancy. Oh, well, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Sweet. I'm glad I didn't get deleted. Yeah, I, we. <laughs> you know, we are on a growth mission. And so we have a we have a relatively new about 18 months chief growth officer and one of her tactics in the broader marketing plan is just a podcast campaign. So she's actually working with a a booking agency to identify relevant podcasts where, um, you know, I might be a helpful guest and then they're doing the outreach, which is weird for me, too. Right. Like. They do the whole media kit and then they sell me. And mm-hmm. um, and so I had I actually had a, a recording earlier today even. And it's weird to do a couple of recordings in the same day because then you're like, did I say this already? <laughs> yeah. Am I? Is this menopause? Um, <laughs> but uh, but it's it's actually been fun because I've met, you know, people with different, you know, uh, businesses and different um interests and podcasts focused on a wide variety of things. And so it's actually, it's actually been kind of fun. That's cool. Uh, I really enjoy being on podcasts too. And I too have done it out often. I think, Oh, did I already say this? Mm-hmm. They want to hear this story again. <laughs> exactly. Where I think this must be what early onset dementia is like. <laughs> so <laughs> Tell us who you are and why you're here, what you do in WordPress and all that kind of stuff. Where do you live? Sure. Well, I live in Minneapolis. Uh, my name is Nancy Lyons, and I am the co-founder and CEO of a company called Clockwork. And Clockwork is an experience design and technology consultancy. 
And, um, you know, a staple of our business is, is WordPress development. We also, uh, in the last couple of years, spun out a smaller agile studio called um, Tempo. And Tempo is, you know, Clockwork does a lot of work for the enterprise and we roll in a lot of uh, customer experience, user experience and change strategy consult- consulting. And then we mm-hmm. actually build the solutions that we collaborate toward with our clients. And Clockwork has clients like Optum, uh, Ameriprise, uh, United Health, Ecolab, uh, General Motors. Um, Tempo is actually a, a studio that was built for startups, small and medium businesses um, mm-hmm. using, you know, obviously a very um, lean approach, a very lean, agile approach to um, delivery. And so we're delivering much quicker and WordPress is a staple of that business as well. So I think it it speaks to the fact that, you know, WordPress is appropriate for the enterprise and WordPress is appropriate for um, you know, startups and small businesses, um, and, and having the right, um, the right partner helps you determine the right implementation of WordPress. Mm-hmm. So we're yeah, in Minneapolis, cool. but we have clients all over. Yeah. I really like the idea of, of having the, the smaller lean agency for the people who need smaller lean, lean stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's been good for us because also what we're finding is, you know, even larger companies that don't want to invest a ton of dollars in testing an idea will come through the tempo doors and will will test and run um, and prototype some of their concepts with them. And they're not going through this giant process and there's not, you know, so many um uh, so many stops and starts in the process. It's a it's a much it's a much quicker experience. Yeah. Um, I noticed LinkedIn says you've been running an agency for twenty one years now. Hmm. Um, I am someone who <laughs> has been around the agency trail a lot, especially mm-hmm. in the last few years. Um, agencies are struggling to keep people employed lately. Mm-hmm. Um, are you still happy with that? Like, I'm not asking if you're happy if you did it. Are you still happy continuing to do it? Do you see you're doing this till you're 80? <laughs> I'm barely going to breathe till I'm 80. <laughs> um, so uh, that's an interesting question. So I think, you know, first of all, Clockwork wasn't our first rodeo. So we had done this before. Um, we actually started. Wait, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. Can you say who's we? Oh, sure. I have business partners and um, I've been with them for 175 years. That's what it feels like. So speaking about, you know, something. So we uh, they actually started an Internet service provider in 1994. And that is how I met them and ultimately became a partner and the president of that company, which was. Um, is it okay if we have dogs in the hallway? Oh, yeah. In these hallway chats? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Dogs. He picks now to bark, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry about him. That's Nacho, and he's very, very, very vocal. Um, <laughs> and I didn't think for a minute that he would be barking. My apologies. Anyway, um, so uh we started an internet service provider in 94, 95, start built the first website for a commercial client in 1995. 
um, sold that company in 2001. Um, we had had an investor prior to that and worked with that investor pretty heavily and then walked away from that, started clockwork in January of 2002. And we called it a start over instead of a startup. And we sort of had a better idea of how we wanted to operate. And we've evolved over those 21 years. You know, we started out as a web dev shop. And I think the distinction, you know, relative to what you said is I don't consider us an agency. When we started, we were, I mean, you know, the term is subjective. You can see an agency the way you want to, and I'll see it the way I want to. But, um, you know, when we first started, we were we were competing with advertising agencies and advertising okay. agencies saw digital as the bastard stepchild. Right. It's something we put in the basement and there's two sad, sad developers down there and we throw creative ideas at them and they execute in line with our expectations and deliver, um, you know, something that maybe is functional, but not user friendly and maybe delivers on business requirements. We build software and change businesses like we're doing a lot. So we don't do digital marketing. We don't do banner ads. We're not doing, you know, pay-per-click stuff. We're not doing any of that. We are doing consulting around um, customer experience and user experience, product development. We have a change enablement practice, which makes us different because technology changes businesses. Businesses Mm -hmm. are fundamentally changed when we build these solutions for them, right? So we are helping our clients think through how to bring their workforce along to ensure the success of these products. So that's, you know, a little different than what we see in your average dev shop. But over the years, we have evolved from, you know, being considered an agency to really being a consultancy. And now we we see ourselves competing with some of the big three, right? Where we see uh, us invited to tables where we're also seeing Slalom or Accenture. Um, mm-hmm. And we do as much thinking and... Um, uh, innovation work, you know, strategy work as we do development work. Um, and so it's, it's a little different. Do I love it? Do I see myself doing it forever? I'll tell you, I, um, I don't see myself working for anybody else for a while. And there's a reason for that. I think the reason we've been around for 21 years is we don't have a holding company trying to tell us, you know, I mean, we're, st- I mean, I know you can relate to this. I'm going to assume that you can both relate to this, but tell me if you can't. Um, you've been doing it so long. Um, you know what's up, right? And some, yeah. you know, some force comes in and acquires the organization that changes everything because suddenly they're less concerned about quality, more concerned about bottom line, or less concerned about security, more concerned about. Um, you know, budget or the sale itself. I mean, my God, when we were acquired the last time, I remember sitting in rooms where um, all they cared about was the sales pipeline and the closed sales, not whether or not we could actually deliver the work, not whether or not we had the right people in the right seats to deliver on the promises, right? It was all about the money. And that's just not who we've ever been. We, and, and you know this too. I mean, I I hate to keep saying we're both old, but come on, we're both old for the internet. Uh And, you know, we've been around (laughs) for a long time. I'm like a grandma in internet years. And you know that there's a lot of people out there that still deliver vapor, that still talk a lot of air, but couldn't actually execute if their lives depended on it, that, you know, don't understand the nuances of the technology. We are not those people. And I think that 21 years with this company alone, um, but the, you know, 26 or seven years cumulatively is really quite something invaluable to our clients. And the fact that we enjoy delivering 
makes us, you know, different. Um, and we enjoy the success that our clients experience as a result of our relationship. That also makes us different. So do I want to do this forever? No, because, you know, where there is a job, there are people and people are starting to be the hardest part about technology. Yeah. Um, but I can't see myself doing it for anybody else anytime soon. Um, so, so there you go. Uh, I, I, I think we may find some of the same things we found, you know, 25 years ago. And that is, it's really hard to compete when the holding companies own all the talent. Yeah. You know, when the big monsters own all the talent, it's hard to compete. And they're, you know, the, the wage inflation situation that we're all experiencing, um, is happening because of, you know, the talent wars that are occurring and it's yeah. hard to create sustainable businesses in the shadow of all of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, a windbag. I'm a windbag. Ah. Sorry. No, that's all right. That that's exactly okay. what I was looking for. Yeah. Um, do you ever go to work camp anymore? Um, I haven't. I haven't, but I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed to it. I was, you know, I like, I, I, I go where I'm asked to speak because I like to have a job. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to be put to work. It's fun. It's fun. And, you know, I don't talk about tech hardly at all. I'm really talking about motivating people. And, you know, I'm doing a talk on Thursday for the Minnesota Interactive Marketing Association. And that talk is about not fearing the robots, like get in the driver's seat and stop being afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause most of the conversations about, developing technology emerging technologies are ridiculous like the idea that we're you know we're suddenly going to be in a in a sequel to repo man just kind of <laughs> blows my mind yeah um that leads me to my next thing um you do a lot of things mm-hmm. besides run an agency uh i have an email newsletter and it's about one-tenth the length of yours <laughs> and so i know how long it takes to put something like that together um, how do you manage to fit all that in? Well, with help. I mean, I'd be I'd be lying if I said I didn't have help. I do have help. Um, I have a secret weapon. Her name is Liz, and Liz helps me with my now. I do write it, I do conceive of the ideas, but I'll tell you, between Liz and Nathan, Nathan is the um he's the proofer. He re- he looks for my typos. So if you ever see a typo in that newsletter, just call Nathan out and I'll. I'll have him drawn and quartered. Um, Yeah. I mean, I have, I have have a great team. I mean, nothing good happens because of one person. Right. And I'm grateful that I have a subscriber base for the newsletter, the newsletter I do because I love it. And I hear from people every month when I send it out and I really try to make it meaningful um, and helpful. So, um, so that is just a personal joy. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the book writing is about credibility, but also because I have something to say. It's like, I you know, I wrote that book, Work Like a Boss. And honestly, it's a it's a love letter to everybody who just can't get their feet under them, um, you know, in the workplace, because the whole book was about having agency and self-empowerment and self-awareness, because yeah. I think unless you work for yourself, you witness how often people just sort of throw their hands up and act powerless. And I don't think we're living in a time where anybody can afford to sit in their lack of power and hope things improve. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's amazing. And I want to add, like you said earlier that you're old, you're not what you are. 
is a powerful force of awesomeness. And I really, I have to learn from you because you hit on so many things I'm looking for. I want my own business. I want my own agency. I really don't know how much longer I can keep doing this for other people. Mm -hmm. And I think it takes a wise and powerful person to realize that and know that and to execute it like you're doing. Like I don't with the time and everything I know you have your secret weapon but I just think it's amazing it is amazing oh, what you're doing you're kind I have a great team I have a, I have a great team and honestly I mean what you've just said is exactly sort of my career path in that I've always been too much I've always been a windbag I've always been like too masculine so I don't fit the lady business mold I've always been um too opinionated right and so <laughs> Working in a typical situation, um, there just were never any welcome mats thrown out for me when I was, you know, on the job hunt. And mm-hmm. I often, you know, when I talk to young folks, um, I, I'm reminded of how often I was told I was too much. You're too much. You're too big. You're too loud, too opinionated, too dikey, too, you know, too all sorts of things. And mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're living in a time where we have to start embracing people's twos because that's what makes them exceptional. And it's exceptional people that are going to help us evolve our businesses and get them to the next level. So I really believe that, you know, the traditional way of uh, the traditional ways of work just don't work anymore. And that's why work is so broken. That's why we have quiet quitting. And that's why everybody's in an existential crisis. That's why we still want to be taking a nap post pandemic, you know, mm-hmm. but we live in the in a system of capitalism. So many of these systems have to be dismantled. But, you know, unless we get together and, and agree to do that, we're stuck in it. So how do we mm-hmm. make the best of it? And I think, mm-hmm. you know, that's 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 the opportunity we have. I don't necessarily subscribe to the American dream because it's hustle and hard. Mm-hmm. It's exhausting. I don't think, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, unless you're Mark Zuckerberg or Elon Musk and um, you know, unless you're privileged and and white and you have wealth or whatever, I don't think the fairy tale is true for everybody. But mm. I do think if you have gumption and hustle, you can carve out a, a a dream enough of a dream for yourself to to have a decent quality of life. And I don't think that's true across the board. I hate generalizing. There are certainly people who want things that will never experience them because of you know, their, their lived experience or, or their, their status in life or mm-hmm. whatever. But I do think um, it's possible to have a decent quality of life and not work for the man. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love everything. <laughs> yes. Embracing people's tools. I have to, I'm writing it right? down. I'll credit you, but I'm writing it All down. All right. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Wonderful. What about you? Um, What's going on with you all? What's happening? You got your, are you still doing your well, publication? What is it? Hero Press? Yes, yes. Hero Press, yes. Yeah, how's it going? Yep, that's still going. Nice. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it changes every few years. So it'll be nine this year. Um, wow. Just a long time to have anything going on the internet. Anything, truly. Um, Don and I used to both work at the same agency. And oh wow! Both have been laid off several times in the last year. Uh, yeah, and I mentioned agencies are having a hard time keeping people on on board, mm-hmm. and uh, so at the moment I'm doing my own thing. Um, I've made a bunch of uh, I've been making videos for years about WordPress, about kind of anything. 
And so I kind of a niche. I'm good at it. So I hung up my shingle right before Camp US and um it's going all right. I've got a few clients doing video. I'm making most of my money just building websites for small places. Um but the video thing's growing and that's pretty cool. That's cool. Um, yeah. I hope so. <laughs> I'm enjoying being my own boss. Um it's is I'm not even making remotely what I was making when I had a job, so that's kind of tough. But it'll you know it'll come. Mm-hmm. It's starting up. It's only been like three months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, I should get your info from you, um, so that I can keep sure. that stuff in mind. Yeah. Now, what are you doing these days? Well, uh, I was also I was late. Me and Topher were laid off by the same company. Well, mm, I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. And um, Topher, when you said several layoffs, I don't, you, Topher is such a strong, great person as well. Because the one layoff <laughs> from this company nearly broke me. So I'm like, ah, I don't even know if I had several layoffs. I don't know what I would do, but that's not yeah. true. I know what I would do. You, you got to keep going. But I um, had three, I did, three in nine months. Yeah. I I hate that. And I, I think a lot of what Nancy said is why it's people aren't embracing people. People don't have agency. People don't feel they don't feel like people at these jobs. And mm -hmm. I had a lot of reflection. Um, I was at first I, I looked for work. I was like, I, I cannot not work. That was my first time ever getting laid off, fired, anything like that ever in my life. Mm -hmm. And so I started doing freelance work, um, which was awesome. Um, it restored my faith in myself as a web developer. Cause I had lost faith in myself after that layoff. And, uh, it, 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 it showed me, it was like, you can do this yourself. Like, why are you waiting on somebody? So mm -hmm. that's why a lot of what you said really, 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 really connected with me. And um, I also got a job with LinkedIn as an instructor. So I actually got to go record my first course, which teaching WordPress blocks will be out in January. That's awesome. So yes, thank you. I was in California and I still got to do my WordPress stuff. I, I was a keynote speaker at work at Rochester. I was hanging out with Topher and Kate. Nice. And, um, yeah, so I kept myself busy and I kept myself working and it really was an experience. It was like, you can do this yourself. You, like, I really want to start my own business. That's something I'm planning for the new year. And like, I want to be my own person mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, I want, if everything collapses around me, I want it to be... I mean, sometimes it's just going to be random acts of the universe, I guess. But if if something collapses around me in terms of income, I want it to be mainly on me. I don't mm -hmm. want to depend on anybody else for income anymore, unless they're a client. So uh, I got a new job and I am I am working for someone again. But uh, again, in the next year, I'm trying to have my own the business. Man. Yeah, I'm working, for, working the man, for the man. But, <laughs> but I'm trying to have my own business business and make my own income and LinkedIn has actually been a big part of that they give you a lot of agency there and pay you <laughs> so no that's great yeah I'm uh my I am very optimistic for the next year I wasn't at all and now I am so I'm happy about the future and I'm ready to kick some butt no that's awesome <laughs> that's awesome thank you yeah I mean I just heard from a financial expert at a thing I spoke at last week and they were saying you know um there's a lot of talk of recession, but recessions historically don't happen in an election year. So mm -hmm. the, 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 uh, you know, the, the administration, the current administration, but the government overall has an incentive to not let us get, you know, move, move any lower than we've moved. Um, right. so I, I see that as being a positive, 
Um, so we don't have to panic. We can focus on the stuff that matters. I think when mm. the, you know, when there's all this chatter in the ether about the state of the economy, we start to plan for something that isn't real. And, mm. um, that can, that can make us less bold, I think. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't think we have to, we don't have to put on our life jackets, um, because, you know, the plane's not going to crash. Um, and I, th- I think that's an important thing to, you know, to keep sort of, close to your chest as you think about starting a new business. Like you don't, you don't really have, you don't have to be afraid because everything's not going to fall apart next year. Oh, that's so good to hear. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, if it does, you did not hear that from me. Yeah. Uh, well, if yeah. it does, I tried. <laughs> yeah, I really tried. Sorry. I, I was try. wrong. <laughs> I was, that's I was right. actually kind of surprised <clears throat> by the number of WordPress layoffs in the last couple of years, because mm-hmm. in 2008, when the recession hit, WebStuff boomed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, there was so much work that you couldn't give it away. I mean, you couldn't pay people enough. And, um, I, the same sort of thing kind of happened with COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, when everybody went home and locked themselves away, you could still do your web stuff and it kept going. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after COVID it's when things kind of started to fall apart and I, Every hosting company and agency I know has laid somebody off. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't, but I will tell you, um, our crappy year was last year. 2022 was awful. Um, and I think it has a lot to do with pipeline and sales cycles, right? Like um, what we saw was a lot of clients got real quiet in the midst of the pandemic And, you know, we took advantage of some programs just like everybody else did. And thank God. I mean, I used to say the government has never helped me ever. And I can't say that anymore (laughs) because they did. Um, And I'm and I'm grateful for it, though. I wish there weren't so many people that didn't need it, that that gamed the system and, you know, Mm -hmm. and and created such a quagmire because who knows how those programs will show up the next time. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but uh, what we did do while we were having a really crappy year because our clients didn't know what to expect. And so they got real tentative and they shut down and our pipeline had been a little slim during COVID. So it was the sales cycle, right? It was COVID got real slow. Everybody was very quiet. Clients pulled back. So our pipeline started to dwindle and the cycle you know, came full circle and the work that we would have done in 22 just wasn't there. But what we did do over the course of COVID that we had started actually pre-COVID was really putting on, you know, getting the training, putting in place the tools so that we could compete with consultancies versus agencies. And that has been like a seven or eight year journey with a huge piece um, of that effort and energy happening in the midst of COVID. And then in 22, I very deliberately, without really having the um, the uh, financial security I would have wanted, I very deliberately hired a chief growth officer and expanded my sales team. Historically, you know, you, you mentioned a little bit ago that I've been doing this for 21 years. The majority of those 21 years, I was sales and I had one salesperson. And now I have in my sales department for the first time in my life um, or the life of this company, I have one, two, three, four, five people. 
And that has changed the trajectory of my organization, really taking a leap and investing in sales and investing in a comprehensive sales and marketing strategy um, and sticking to it and positioning. You know, we also got real, real, real clear on our positioning and who we work for and what we do for them. Um, You know, regulated industries has always been our space, but we got super clear on financial services, healthcare, insurance, and manufacturing. Um, and because of that clarity and that strategy, um, we're having one of the best years we've ever had. So, and I don't like to say that because I certainly network with other agency leaders, consultancy, practice leaders, et cetera. And I know what's happening out there and it's feast or famine and I feel horrible about it. Um, and you know, we certainly share work. Like we have, we have, uh, um, you know, uh, contractors that we use that come from my network, you know, come from our network of, you know, dev shops that have been hit hard. I definitely think we're constantly looking at how we can be a good neighbor. Um, and, and yet it's hard to hear those stories. It's really hard to hear what's happening in the industry right now. And it makes me wonder like, you know, what's next? Um, you know, because I think it would be a sad, sad day if very much like the ISP space, if the big behemoths came in and monopolized the space, I think oh, that yeah. would be true for, you know, mm-hmm. the, the web space too. I think it would be tragic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny talking about what you do during COVID. Um, I recently <laughs> bought a car like two weeks ago Nice. and tiny dealership. They had 35 cars four people in the office. And uh, before we left, I said, can I use your bathroom? I was like, sure, go through that door. And there was this huge warehouse. I mean, the warehouse was bigger than the whole lot. <laughs> and right in the middle of it was one thing, a 35-foot RV. I said, what is this? He goes, COVID. <laughs> they had to, they had to do something. They weren't selling cars. They he he bought it to renovate and sell. Wow! And <laughs> everybody's got this thing, you mm-hmm. know. That you just say, throw your hands up, say COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, you- COVID changed all of us, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even. I'm resentful if I have to wear pants now. I don't. I have more <laughs> social anxiety than I've ever had in my life. I don't like putting on, you know, like tomorrow, I'm thinking about my tomorrow. I have a speaking engagement in the morning and then I have a, an event um, where I'm introducing the speaker. Um, for both of those things, I'm going to have to think about what I wear. And I can't tell you about how resentful I get about spending energy trying to fit in, um, uh-huh. you know, in spaces when the truth is, you know, I could wear jeans and boots and be fine. Um, but that's not the world we live in. I always feel like, I, I mean, and, and trust me, I, I, I'm with you. We are, we are people of the internet. We do not dress to impress. We dress <laughs> for comfort. I know it's that's true. Right. And yet mm-hmm. because of my role in the, in the spaces that I, I have to be in, it's not always true. I have to be a chameleon, right? Like right. my preference is my Gen X slacker get up and my, you know, where I'm like flannel. Yeah, that sounds good. But I'm only going to get invited into those rooms that may hire me if I show up in a way that they're comfortable with. And, you know, therein lies the dilemma. I wish I could be Mark Zuckerberg and just 
I mean, not entirely, but (laughs) not, not, you know, not all of him, but just not have to care. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm, gosh, you're hitting so many things I've been thinking about. I'm like, (laughs) yes. Like you can ask Topher. I come to word camps and I always dress up and I, I change a lot of people. Some people notice this. I change at least twice a day. I have a evening in a day day outfits and my hair is always done and sometimes I'll even put on makeup and like that's how I present in the community because I I might need something I might need an opportunity I might need something and I've been taught that I have to dress up or I won't be taken seriously especially mm-hmm. being a woman and a woman of color and Topher and I we get on this like you saw me earlier I have on a Yoda cap I love I it. I have a t-shirt and I have on pajama bottoms. Like that's how I am. <laughs> You're my 90, people. Yeah. 99% <laughs> of the time. That's how I am. But when I go to work camps and I'm out and about, I'm putting on my dressy clothes and I'm like a fashionista and that's not me at all. So yeah, you're right. Like to get in these spaces, the things we do, but gosh, why do we have to sacrifice comfort all the time? Well, I think it's different for women. I think yeah. you hit the nail on the head. I think it's different for women. It's different for mm-hmm. women of color. I'm a queer woman. I think it's different mm-hmm. for us, right? Like we already is, are breaking yes. the rules. We're already not accepted, right? We're mm-hmm. already, they're already doing us a favor, letting us in this room. So, yes. you know, so we don't want to really rock the boat too much farther And I think that's how I was trained. Like, you got to try. You got to try or they're not going to take you seriously. Mm -hmm. And I am getting to the age where I'm like, you know what? Don't take me seriously. It's fine. (laughs) You know, you'll live to regret it. But oh, yeah, I love it. (laughs) You're really great. We should have you on our podcast. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's an awesome idea. You all should invite me to a word camp. That's what I'm thinking. Sounds like you have way more fun. We uh we were gonna have one. You tried at one point. Rapids. Yeah, and uh, uh, just didn't have the inertia. We might try again <laughs> next year. We considered having a, a Midwest work camp, mm-hmm. sort of Grand Rapids, Chicago, Detroit, Lansing, that kind of thing. That'd be fun to have you come down. I'd love it. You know, um, I, I Michigan's my. I mean, I grew up in Michigan, the Upper Peninsula, and I, I went to Grand Valley for like a minute and a half. Um, okay. But then my old, so my, so when I was going to college, I, I, I supported myself in college by waiting tables, by being a food service server. And my first food service job was with Marie Katrib at her Marie's Lebanese deli, which was the first one was in Houghton. And then it was in Market, Michigan. So Marie and her husband, Fred, may they both rest in, well, I really don't care about Fred, but Marie, I hope she rests (laughs) in peace. Um, uh, She was, um just a lovely mentor and influence in my life. And I, I developed a friendship with her and, and actually I have these very fond memories of walking, um, you know, doing nature walks with her and her talking about her culture and how she met her husband and how she married her husband and how different it was for her to be a woman, um, you know, a Lebanese woman. And um, she taught me a lot about the world at a time when I was really young and didn't really, um, didn't really have the cultural view, you know, uh, uh, yeah. I understood that there were other countries, but I didn't understand how they operated. Yeah. That mm. perspective. Exactly. And, um, and uh, I know that, you know, Marie's still exists in Grand Rapids, right? Isn't it still there? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause her son Fuad took it over and he was yes. a tyke. He was a little boy when, um, and he would come to the restaurant after school and get in the way and whine a lot. <laughs> 
Um, but now he's a grown man running the restaurant. And I understand that they maintain all of her recipes. And so I, I, so if I have my druthers, I would like you to have word camp in Grand Rapids so I can come and eat at Marie's. Um, Marie's is gone now. Oh, bummer. Oh, my God. I was going to say invite me. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. She had, the, she made the best food. We lived on it. The best food. It was so good. So amazing. And then she passed away from cancer. Yep. And I never got to see her again and thank her. So. And she divorced her husband. She left her <laughs> husband somewhere in there. So. Which is why you don't care. Yeah. I mean, he was, you know, it was a very traditional, you know, Lebanese relationship. It may have even have been arranged, if I remember correctly, or like forced upon her. But uh, I don't want to speak out of school about somebody else's family. So, but, yeah. you know, I mean, it was interesting to hear and and you saw how he treated her. She was just like furniture, um, sure. but she was the brains of the operation. So it was fascinating. Yeah, that would be fascinating to watch. Mm-hmm. We should look into it and see if their son does any pop ups every now and oh. again. I know a lot of restaurants who close, especially during COVID, mm-hmm. they still pop up sometimes. And if they do, you all call me. Topher knows I'll fly <laughs> anywhere. I will be there. Yeah. <laughs> we nice, go together. Nice yes, I love Lebanese food. Yeah, yeah. as a foodie. <laughs> yes, I me am. too. I do too. I love Le- that was that was my first foray into Lebanese food, and sh- it was hardcore. She made her own pita. We would sit and watch a little pita puff. Was amazing. <laughs> she was amazing. We both went to uh, Word Camp Asia in Thailand, mm. and uh, the food was good. It was it was pretty diverse. Um, the The hotel we stayed at had a very very expansive breakfast buffet. I mean, it was multiple rooms, and it had a large British section. Oh, so you could get beans on toast and stuff like that. Wow, and, uh, it was it was interesting. Oh. It was amazing. I've I have not eaten food that good since then. So Topher, I'm in a crisis. <laughs> we have oh, to no. go back. <laughs> we you have to go, to back. go back. You know they have Thai restaurants in in Mich- in uh, the U.S. They're not, it's not the same. I I went to yeah. my usual Thai spot and I wanted to cry and <laughs> they were looking at me like what's wrong? <laughs> you were ruined. Yeah, was. This is what travel does. It ruins does. us <laughs> here here in Grand Rapids our favorite Indian place is actually a Nepali place mm. run by a guy from Bhutan <laughs> yum yeah so the, the food's pretty diverse but uh, it's really yeah good. Grand Rapids is a great town oh it's so different you, you I really believe need it. to come back it's so yeah. you know about Art Prize right I don't know do I Oh, Art Prize has been around for about 10 years now. It's the world's largest art competition that has a prize. And they give away $2 million every summer. What? And the entire city is filled with art on the streets, in the stores, in the halls of buildings. Um, There's music, there's food, and it goes on for a month. I had no idea. Um, Yeah. So uh, it's kind of... End of August through September. Okay. And it's fantastic. I got to check so, it out for sure. Ooh, that you sounds come. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, I hear then, you inviting me to Grand Rapids. That's what I'm hearing. Yes, here, I, I'm here. You're hearing that. Please come we and visit. We also have, in addition, it. every year, 
we have a festival of the arts and one of the arts is culinary. Oh, wow. And so all of the, uh, like we have, we have various festivals through the year. We have a Polish festival, Italian festival, et cetera. But during festival of the arts, all of them get out their food carts. And so oh, there's dang. the Polish cart and the Italian cart and the Baha'i temple always has chicken on a stick. And, you know, it's just everybody, the Lutherans have a donut truck. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's, Ooh, yeah, it's that's amazing. Sounds like a fat girl's dream. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. So we've been doing this for 45 minutes now. Have we made people sick of us yet? I don't know. <laughs> we'll see what the comments are. Never. Right. <laughs> I've never had a, I've never had a comment on the on the podcast, so so probably you not. haven't. No. Oh, far out. That's good. That's got to be good because people only talk when they. Have oh, something yeah. Bad to say. oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> um, I do. Uh, I I do a an announcement on mailer uh, um, email list every every time we release one, and uh, we get over fifty percent open on. On the newsletter, that's awesome about it. So, that's pretty good. All right, yeah, so I'm going to read awesome. the. I'm going to read the outro. This has been an episode of Hallway Chats, a part of the Hero Press Network. Your hosts were Naisha Green and Topher DeRosa. We'd like to thank Sophia DeRosa for the music and Nexus for hosting our network. If you liked this episode, please subscribe and mention us on social media. <laughs>